The Luna Voids is a platform for artists to share their personal voids that influence their development as an artist and their conscious change in the world. So most of my interviewees have found me either on Instagram, on the internet, LinkedIn, anything as such. Um, And to be honest, it's such a blessing to even know that people are listening and watching and want to be on my podcast. So without further ado, um, I'm going to introduce DJ Dizzy Bands and he can introduce himself, where he's from, um, what his artistry is. And yeah, let's get right into it. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Thank you for having me. That's first and foremost um but yeah like she said name is dj dizzy bands i come from noonan georgia so definitely uh the georgia area uh, pretty much what i do i dj of course you know with the with the name dj i mix master i make beats as well pretty much i'd say pretty much the whole nine um dealing with music i, I got my hands in there just rec- recording um, making beats, mm. engineering for artists, just, I would say I have an ear for music. Music was definitely a passion of mine um, at a young young age, so I'm just keeping mm. that foot forward and using a gift that I think God has helped me with is creating music, helping other artists create music as well, so I'm just, you know, blessed to be a part of the podcast and blessed to be, um, be a guest on the podcast. Oh, well, thank you. I'm blessed to hear that, you know, music is your passion because, you know, a lot of people get music and the culture, you know, mixed in. They're like, well, I want to be in the music because I want to be rich or I want people to notice me. And I like that you mentioned that you've been doing music since you were a kid. If you can just tell us a little bit about that experience and what, um, you know, what drawn you to music as a kid how did you get started? So earlier on, when I was um, uh, in church, my, my parents always kept kept me in church. So I would always be fascinated with the guy playing the drums. The guy would be playing the drums and, you know, he'd be getting it. He would be going to town, sweating, playing the drums. And I just keep looking just like fascinated and um, of how he was doing the drums, controlling the the crowd and, and stuff like that with his drum play, you know, for those that been to church and I just caught wind of what, what he was doing. And I asked him, I finally got the guts to ask him, you know, Hey, can you teach me how to do the drums to me? I'm, I'm thinking he's going to say no, but you know, he was, he definitely took me under his wing. Um, that would be my first encounter on just music. And from there, he was not a natural drummer. You know how some people can read music and stuff like that. He was a, uh, you give him how the song goes, you'd sing it, like you'd harmonize it, and he'd just flow with the person just off of, so he would have an ear for the music and how to flow with the music instead of knowing like actual cymbals and you know drum patterns and things like that. So I would say he had a natural ear for music so I would learn how to not necessarily read the music but how what sounds I would be looking for he would teach me what sounds he would be looking for to make the drum to go here or to make it pop or how to basically get the controlling the crowd by being a drummer which you don't necessarily 
you know hear too much but because it's usually the singer you know they would be like okay the singer would control it but just him off of the drums alone would just you know take over a place and stuff like that they'd be like man he really can write he could really they'd be like he can really play so with me just looking at him nervous it took me a couple of Sundays and stuff like that to get up the 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 um nerve to ask him but I finally just you know was like okay today is the day I'm gonna ask him I asked him and you know he gave me the the answer I didn't think he was gonna say because I thought he would you know be too busy because you gotta think this little kid and he had to be at least like 25 or something like that at the time and just asking wow and that's so profound too at a young age to have the courage to kind of um overcome our own ego in a sense to to ask and even hey even if we were to be um denied or rejected still have that courage to still do something to stand up and ask for something that you you know at the time was interested in so that's 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 so profound and if you mind me asking was he teaching you like music theory and things like that because that's huge at a young age he was teaching music music theory um to me um because like i said the one thing i got the guts for is because my mom was just like she was like boy if you don't just go up there because a little bit of push from my mom my mom was just like boy if you don't just go up there and ask that man if he'll do the uh the thing because i'd always talk to talk back and forth with her about it mm -hmm. so she gave me the little nudge to you know finally ask him and things like that but he definitely taught me music theory um, which sounds I'd be looking for. He'd go off of the pianist, and he was like, okay, he's on the C, so you're gonna wanna do this type of drum set. To... So I'm matching up with the pianist and going off of the uh, singing vocals off of the singer wow. and things like that. So That's amazing. It was, a lot, it, it was a lot of stuff to grasp. Like I said, it was, you know, he went, but I was determined, so the best thing about it was I would always listen to what he was saying. You know, I didn't take it lightly because I'm like this older guy. He's, you know, teaching me everything he know and, you know, not charging me. Yeah. And if we can get into a little bit, a little, a little bit about what, how this particular music, because, you know, this was probably a little bit more gospel, church driven, live music. How has this particular genre of music encouraged you into the music and genres that you as an artist play now or record now i would say i'm pretty much it, it definitely helped me a lot far as like with an r&b with r&b with the rapping and help as well because you know a lot of people like to use um melodic sounds and, and melodies and stuff like that so they like to add the singing in so it definitely helped me far as when their person's trying to get their voice to be heard far as on a song it's it's all about I'd say when you're not getting that right oomph in a song. I, if you ever, ever hear a singer sing, there's there's difference in singers. You got the natural singers that can actually sing. And I'd give an example. You have Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston is a different singer from, I would say, like a Janae Aiko. Janae Aiko can sing but Whitney Houston can shake the room like with her voice alone and that's not really no you know 
shot at Janae Aiko or anything like that, but if you heard Whitney Houston actually sing, it's just like a no match. That's why they have her up here, but they would say like some people can, he would tell me like some people can actually carry a room with just their voice, but some people need an extra umph with the, you know, music and how you place the sounds and things like that to help their voice be carried. Some people can carry with their voice and some people need help having their voice carried. It's one of the things I definitely remember him saying. So what are your genres right now? My genres is um, hip hop, R&B, heavy. I, de- I love I love me some R&B, some, some old school R&B, you know, is what I listen to. But hip. And how is how have you transitioned from church to that? Tell me about that process. I want to know really about that. How that transitioned from you know playing with the drums in church to to hip hop to you know Atlanta. I mean, you live in Atlanta. I'm sure you know Atlanta trap music as well. You know how has that transitioned from the church to that? So from the church, it helped me being a keen on drums like when when people hear my beats the drums are so precise because that's where I come from I, I come from just knowing the drum sounds and and how to place the drums to have a snare roll at the certain certain impact of when when they're delivering their you know hardest punchline and, and verse into the song so the transition was kind of you know because my mom wasn't really too fond of you know hip-hop or anything like that my dad either but they eventually you know got i guess you could say got wind of it and you know couldn't really control it because they knew you know i was a person for music so they finally let up you know instead of just because usually it'd be like oh don't be playing that in my house and things like that so you know but it was me just keeping like you know this is something that i really wanted to do so it was a thing of you know i was doing the drums with the gospel but also on the side having to do you know I do the hip-hop and R&B you know and, and things like that so it definitely helped me having that background help transition into the hip-hop because I know more versus just coming in there naked like not really knowing anything so that helped that definitely helped a lot more than just regular like okay I just want to make music so without me having a drum Without me having those drums and things like that, I wouldn't have been able to start, have a kickstart, I guess I could say, without having a kickstart with uh, with music. Perfect. So as an artist, explain to me the challenges you have with a little bit about maybe like your sound or how the people in your community and your environment, just tell me a little bit about, you know, your challenges as an artist because really you know we can talk all day about how great it is and how wonderful it is to be an artist and how profound it is but really this podcast is about the dirty stuff the the stuff the pain that made you cry at night and influenced you the next day to want to make a a mix or create a song or um you know, encourage you, give you that motivation because you look around your community and you see that nobody's really caring for music or nobody's really taking their craft seriously. So these are the voids and the challenges as artists that influence us to be where we are today or even in the future. So, you know, I kind of wanted to turn it up a little bit and know a little bit about maybe the challenges that you had to deal with as an artist, you know, even as, 
as of today. I mean, we all dealt with something recently, the pandemic that took away everything. But on a more deeper level, I would really, really like to know, you know, those, those deep challenges that really um, are a product of your legacy. So one of the challenges for sure that you, that I know artists will face is like saying, hey, um, when you want to start out being a being a rapper, you know, you tell somebody they'll be like, yeah, okay, because you know everybody, their mom wants to be a rapper and stuff like that. So those are one of the challenges when that facing coming up, being, you know, an inspiring rapper. But one of the things is you definitely got to stick to your plan. To me, I feel like don't. I know parents how parents say, you know, you got to have a plan A or a plan B. But if you have a plan A and solid and stick to that plan A, you and you can get to your dreams if you stick to that plan A. Don't have a plan B, don't have a plan C, don't have a plan uh, D, F, or the rest of the letters. Don't even give yourself right. any other options. No options. Like you, you, you just face your and face your fears head on. Like some some mm-hmm. people can run away from their fears, and that's one thing that I've for sure struggled with is facing my fears. Like man. You know, you'll get the response from other people saying, yeah, okay, he wants to be a rapper and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But those same people will be the ones at your shows. Hey, man. The first right. They'll be like, hey, you. man, you know what I'm saying? I remember when I, you told me you wanted to be a rapper and stuff like that. But you as an artist, you're going to remember the face that they gave you when, you know, you, they said, hey, you know, they really wasn't trying to hear it. So, Or also, too, I've noticed this as a DJ, an upcoming DJ, is you can inspire them as well. Maybe... The whole time, too, they wanted to be an artist or DJ, but didn't have the guts to do what you were finally doing. So them seeing you actually doing it and manifesting it and it being an actual visual representation for them can also inspire them to, to say, hey, maybe I will go pick up that. And that's one thing for sure that that you know when you're making your your music your sound and things like that be a hundred percent you you don't necessarily have to have this facade of you know i'm this street character and stuff like that or just be yourself because eventually you will get exposed um the big picture for my career is definitely one thing i want to bring um a positive light uh, to to music as well um, definitely want to get people more noticed on you know what's going around about uh, going on far as like the you know injustice system um, just the police brutality and, and things of things of that nature you know growing up seeing you know certain things and stuff like that I definitely want to bring a bigger light to that because I know a lot of things get swept under the rug for sure, I, I definitely want to, in the future, what holds is, you know, being one of the ones on the front line, you know, being that bridge between music and, you know, what's going on current, bringing that together and definitely creating some timeless music. That's one of my key key goals every time I make a record, even though, you know, it's not always gonna happen is that, is to make timeless music definitely want a song that I helped record or recorded or had my hands on to be played 20 years from now not you know a microwave 
to where it's only played for, you know, like five months or six months or something like that. Definitely want timeless music and community to uplift each other. And, you know, it don't always have to be about violence and anything like that. We can have great positive music and still, you know, turn up, party together and, and stuff like that. Definitely. I agree because I'm so versatile myself. You know, I grew up my mom playing Biggie, Old Dirty Bastard. So I grew up listening to like East Coast hip hop. And now seeing it now, I'm like, whoa, this was not, this is not it. Like we could still turn up, we could still twerk and have fun. Like I'm not against that, but we gotta have a cool balance. And we also gotta know what's real, what, like determine from what's real and what's fake and what's entertainment and right. what's talent. And that's one of the things that I definitely want to, um, do is to th that gap because you have to wear you know of course like you were saying we, you're gonna have those songs that you know gonna play heavy in the club definitely gonna get radio spins and stuff like that but I also want to do the the songs to where there's like man when this song dropped it was we knew that this was one of those ones where it's a great uplifting mm. song and you know we still can take notice of it and the message, pretty much the message, message in the song as well. Yeah, and the energy in the song, because I, I listen to a lot of interviews, particularly I like a lot of like Diddy interviews because Diddy, I'm very inspired by him. And one thing that he said in this interview um, for Biggie is one time Big was just. You know, he was feeling really kind of like down. He wasn't feeling the energy. He was like, yo, I'm not really trying to rap no more. Um, just was, you know, feeling discouraged in the studio. And Diddy said, no, we're not having that. There ain't no plan B. This is what you want. This is what you're going to do. He went in that studio and he made Hypnotize. And that song is still being played. And most people don't even know like what Biggie was feeling at that moment. They just thought he was just trying to have a good time and he was living the, his best life, just making music. But little did they know, he was really challenging with his own self just to even go in the booth. And it's funny how you speak on um, Diddy is, is because I remember when you said the Hypnotize song, I remember that the Juicy song, I don't, I don't know if, you know, anybody remember when a couple of songs Diddy had to literally push big to make because, you know, at the time, this is where gangster rap was at its biggest. Um, you didn't really have that, um, what can you say? You didn't really have that slow down um, mm -hmm. samples in the background. When the Juicy came on, I, I think funk. I remember, I know it's on that the, funk. right, it was on the, it was on that. It was on his documentary um, that he did, and people, his his crew was just laughing because they was like, "Man, because you know they were so used to the gangster rap," and Diddy is a keen person for being an innovator of like, okay, now we about to take it left. This is where the radio. This is what's gonna have a radio. This is what's gonna take you from just being that average dope boy gangster rap person to a household name mm -hmm. by putting that juicy record. And it took Diddy to believe in big and push mm. him like man this is this is one of those ones to where man you get in here and record this and that was one of the times when speaking when you were saying about how he didn't want to rap anymore is because 
I think at that time the money wasn't really coming in like that. Mm-hmm. But once he did the the juicy and kept going on the road, and the energy P. Diddy switched. presented him with that check. There that, we go. So P. And that energy P. Diddy shift. presented him with the check. The energy right, shift is right. so important. You could be thinking you're about to get checks. You could be wishing. You could be begging on your knees for a check as an artist. But if that energy ain't right. It's not coming. You could think it's coming, but it's not gonna last. If that energy ain't right, you're not manifesting what the universe is willing to give to you. And and that's why I'm, to be honest, you know, I didn't think of like a title for this podcast before I did the interview, but I really think now I know the title of this podcast and it's definitely, you know, support your artists, and you're like basically believe in your friends, believe in your artist friends and believe in yourself, believe in yourself first, but then believe in your friends because you just never know as other artists where people are and if they need that extra push, whether that's a phone call, a text, hey, you want to come to the studio with me or hey, you want to make this song with me or hey, let's take a day and just write like, you know, encouraging other artists friends to feel confident in their craft. Right. And one of the things that you definitely got to do, another thing is got to bring that energy. Like you were saying, you bring that energy. Uh, most people are going to know, like once the energy is brought on the song, they're like, man, he came with it. Because just like if we go back to the Biggie situation. Hey, a lot of people can relate. It was all a dream. As soon as he start that first line when he comes in, they can when feel- he comes in. Bro. People know, people know when you're working. People know when you're working and when you're not right. working. Period. I can hear it in artists' music and their lyrics. Oh, he he ain't working. He just he just saying anything. And you can hear when an artist is really feeling it from their soul to their lyrics to the time that they're taking to make sure their project is articulated the way that their brain is feeling it. And and. So that's really the difference too. Like you could see it, you could hear it, and you could see it. And that's one of the things. If if I'm piggybacking off of you, and that's one of the things. Like you, and sometimes if you are a DJ, or let's say you are a producer going into the studio, and you feel like that artist giving like a lackluster, you know, you gotta remember your name is on this too. So if you just let him slide with mm. a, a lackluster, lackluster verse on the song that you're helping produce, you know that's credibility on you mm. as well you got to push the artist a lot of people don't want to speak up make sure you speak up and tell that artist man you got to mm-hmm. be like man rap that shit man what are you doing like a lot of people will feel the words mm-hmm. like you were saying in those songs that's why i said it's the difference between singers you got whitney houston that'll sing the hell out of that shit and she will you will feel I know people know songs that made them cry. That's that energy. Like if you're making those type of songs mm-hmm. or if you're making a type of motivational song to where it makes want somebody to get up and start grinding. Meek Mill intro. All time. One of the best. Mm. One of the best Period. motivational songs that was um, motivational <laughs> intros. Like you'll crank that on and in the club anyway. Instantly people get so hype and that's the energy that you want to create with any artist you go into the studio with. Not all of them gonna turn out that way, but you wanna give that same energy to every song that's gonna be that number one charting song, cause you don't never know. You don't never know where the songs can go and just, and one last thing is what people don't understand when Jay-Z and Kanye West was doing Watch the Throne, 
their biggest song was Niggas in Paris. And they didn't even really want to do the song. Mm. And that happened to be the biggest song off of that album. <laughs> they really didn't even want to do it. I, I don't know actually the full extent of the backstory, mm. but it happened to get on there. I think Hit Boy, which is a producer, was like, man, y'all should, they keep kept nagging them, man, y'all should put this on the, the album, put it on the album. If they want to listen to Hit Boy, we don't know what song would have, you know, smashed it when it came from. Of course, they had other, you know, great charting records, but the niggas in Paris was, that was that the was one the where it was like, man, basically. That was their tour. Yeah. That was their tour. I remember that with that tour. They came out. Exactly, like, oh. exactly. So that's one of the mm. things you definitely got to, like I said, you got to push it. If you feel like that record is one of those records to where it's like, man, this record if it's given the right thing of course you got a couple of other factors but it takes you the artist you the producer you the engineer believing in that record and doing what you want to do sometimes I, the records that I do if I wholeheartedly feel into it I'm putting all my money into it everything that I can into it if I feel in my whole hearts that it's going to be a number one record it doesn't matter what it is I'm going to put my money my hard earned money into it and drive that record as much as I can. I'm gonna pay whoever. I'm gonna do whatever. I'm the first. It starts off with you believing in that artist, believing in that record, and doing everything that you possibly can to get it to radios or get it to anybody's hands. Definitely, I like that you said that. Believe in yourself and believe in others. That's the only way it's gonna work. You gotta see the value and the potential in yourself and in others. And I love that. And I. Thank you so much, DJ Dizzy Bands. If you want to close up, give a shout out to yourself of your Instagram, your YouTube, any of your channels. Also, we're going to play a little bit of your music at the end of the podcast. So you could also, you know, share what song that you want to play or, you know, what that song meant to you. And yeah, that's it was a pleasure interviewing you. We got some great words of wisdom and inspiration to artists. And I hope you artists really grasp what we're trying to say and the heart that we're revealing on this podcast. So thank you so much. Thank you. I definitely um, want to give a shout out to you for having me on uh, this podcast. Um, I definitely got a couple things in the work. Uh, my brother, Drip Some, definitely just released a project. Um Damn Bmar just released a, a project as well. Make sure y'all go check out those artists. But the song that she's gonna play at the end of this is gonna be Change Up. Is um, DZ featuring Young Bando. Um, this process of making this record is definitely came piggybacking off of that church, that church drum vibe and stuff like that. When you see hear the drums go in there and then the sound as well. So this definitely was one of those songs i put my whole heart into it every song i put my whole heart into into it but this is one that's definitely one of the i feel like i'm gonna be a record for for the summer coming up for sure and you guys can follow me on ig at dizzy bands and also my facebook like page dizzy bands ones as well and like i said thank you thank you for having me on the podcast and definitely check out this record DJ Dizzy Bands featuring DZ Young Bando Change Up. Thank you. Something that will put my foot in the puddle. She jumped in my wheel when she looked at my puzzle. I says I love me, I need me a shorter. Not dripping some bitch on dripping that chill. Your nigga so hot, I might change on the world. Bossing these bitches that call me may work. Ain't got no money, can't fit in my schedule. This shit on my own, I didn't need no investment. That was all over my change of the weather.
the champagne and shit make me feel better. I bought the Benzo, smoking the Stendos. Roll a gas bottle, go to the moon. Easy baby, you know I'm coming soon. Check, check, gotta keep me some cash. Just like Santa, gotta keep me a bag. Black something, know these little niggas mad. Bitch, tripping, I ain't going outside. That means I love me, my change of the weather. My bitch is so bad, I don't see nothing better. Champagne and shit make me feel better. Big racks, I got nuts in my pocket. Let the hate and tell them niggas to stop. Forty on me if I cock it, I'm popping. Twenty sides, then the twenty nigga drop. Undefeated, feel like Floyd Mayweather. Ice on me, tryna change up the weather. She tryna fuck that 'cause she see my belt. Ten years in the game, and I'm better than no. Champagne and shit make me feel better